Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BCS. One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And I tell you, Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk about my Saints. To the 20. Geis. Touchdown. Who that? This is the Chris Gordy Show. Welcome into the Chris Gordy Show. This is Amos Morale. I'm sitting in for Chris Gordy, who is off at the World Series, watching some pretty good baseball right now. I'll be with you for the next couple of hours, just uh, talking some World Series, some Saints, some LSU, pretty much everything you, you normally come here for, just in a nice, slightly taller package. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we got Chris Landry coming up today, going to be joined by uh, Will Guillory from NOLA.com. He's going to talk Pelicans with us. Team's off to a much better start than they've been off to these last few years, so got a lot of good things to talk about. Wouldn't mind you chiming in if you want to, you know, call in. You know. Yeah, that number is 260-1280. We can, uh, 260 we can chat. And that, uh, that number will be 260-1280. So if you uh, got some questions, Saints, you want to talk Pelicans, you want to talk World Series. Hey, man, you want to talk about uh, LSU and Bama. You know, that's a, a little game that's happening this week. You know, not a big one, but... You know, one I think the fans are <laughs> the fans enjoy. So, you guys want to come in, chime in, talk with me, help me get these two hours going? Uh, I am all for it. So, you know, we got a lot going on. So, uh, first up, you know, we have the Landry football report. Chris Landry is going to come on and uh, talk a little Saints at LSU with him. Hey, Chris, how are you doing today? Good morning, How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. It's an early morning for me, but hey, let's uh let's get it going. Get it done. <laughs> All right. Well, I know we uh got a couple big games this week. Start with that LSU and LSU's got Alabama. Uh just, you know, a lot of talent in that game. Well, Alabama's very talented. It's certainly not the uh, we uh I think we uh lost Chris there. We're yeah, we I'm I'm going to call him we're back. We're going to uh, try to get him back here for you for a second, but yeah, definitely got a lot of talent in that LSU-Alabama game, you know, on both sides of the ball. Bama just seems to reload every year. Top recruiting classes, uh, and, you know, shoot, a lot of those top recruits aren't even playing this year just because of the depth they have. LSU's got a lot of young guys that are playing. Uh, a lot of them went to LSU thinking that, you know, I want to be part of that class that beats Bama. Bama's won the last, and I have to get the exact number, but Bama's won the last few few matchups you know so a lot of these kids are hungry to get out there and get on there and uh you know really show shock the world I guess and that would be a big win for this LSU program and coach Ed or Jerron you know he's uh ripped off a few really good wins these last few weeks you know you look at that Auburn win you look at that Florida win seems to have uh kind of righted the ship you know they go out there and they dominate Ole Miss especially after 
looking at how that season started for them with Mississippi State coming in there and hanging on, hanging a record number on them. So this game, I, I tell you, uh, you you asked me around Mississippi State, I was not looking forward to this one, but I gotta tell you, I, I'm thinking this game is gonna be a little bit more competitive than than I think a lot of people think, and I think uh, LSU might actually have a decent shot. So looks like we might have Chris Landry back. So let's uh, talk with Chris. Hey, Chris, we got you now. Uh, I am here. All right, yeah, I got you loud and clear, loud and clear. All right, man. Well, let me talk to you uh, a little bit about this LSU and Alabama game. Uh, just first off, man, who are you looking at? Well, you know, obviously, you know, Alabama's kind of on a different level where LSU is. This game in, in the past has certainly had uh, a lot of intrigue. Uh, two national, you know, caliber teams, and you know, I think LSU certainly is not uh, to that level that they have been. And you know, this Alabama team is is on a different level. Um, I think that uh, if Alabama plays close to their best game, it's you know, it's uh, likely to be a decisive victory, and I expect it to be so. It's a big advantage for Alabama at the line of scrimmage, um, which in the past uh, has not been the case, but that is certainly the case now. And uh, it'll be very difficult for LSU to sustain any sort of consistent running attack against this Alabama front. Um, and being able to throw the football consistently against uh, against this unit is going to be pivotal. I, I think LSU is going to have to have one of those games in which they really create a lot of turnovers and get it to get in probably in the plus three, if not plus four area turnover wise to have a shot. Yeah. And you know, you, you talk about those turnovers, it's a young defense, but they've, they've done a decent job even with all the young guys of, of getting out there and trying to get some interceptions, you know, uh, uh, breaking up some passes, you know, getting some tips on the ball. Just, you know, when you look at that, uh, that defense and those young players, who do you see, you know, that might be able to 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 get out there and really, you know, force the, some turnovers from that Alabama offense that, you know, honestly is just really, really efficient? Well, it's going to be difficult because you got to force them to the air. I think that, you know, this uh, Arden Key is certainly playing better, and, and certainly they're going to slide their protection his way a little bit. So they're going to have to create pressure, and it's tough against uh, an athletic quarterback. You really need to play a lot of zone effectively against Alabama because you've got to keep your eye on the quarterback as a runner. Um, LSU likes to play a lot of man, and that is dangerous because you don't account for the quarterback in man coverage. And so um, what Jalen Hurts does so well, being so mobile, is that you know he'll pull the ball down and run, and he'll see man coverage, and there's big place. And so um, even if you cover well, he can pick up and hurt you with his feet. Uh, can you get Alabama to throw the football? Well, that's the key. If, if you can do that and make them throw it a bunch, then you've got the, a better chance of winning. But no one's really been able to do that, and I don't, uh, I don't think this LSU team is capable of doing this uh, you know, consistently. Um, this is, you know, right now, again, programs that are, you know, I, I think, headed in different directions. Uh, whereas, you know, uh, Alabama and Georgia, I think, are clearly a lot better. If you look, studying this LSU team all year long, um, there's no doubt that they improved from the Troy game. You would certainly hope so as things were really going in a downward spiral. But if you look at it, um, you know, Auburn really lost that game more than LSU won it. This is a very, you know, a bunch of mediocre teams in the SEC after Alabama and Georgia, even though we've got a couple of them ranked. Um, you know, I, I think this is going to take a, a, a near-perfect effort by LSU 
uh, to keep it in, in a reasonable range, um, let's say, into the fourth quarter. You know, Alabama normally is able to gradually pound you away and suffocate you away. And um, listen, I think the, the, the point spread is an indication of kind of where it likely is in terms of a predictable score. Um, and I think anything, you know, under 20-point margin would be a, uh, you know, I'm not going to sell it as a, as a moral victory. You don't have any of those. But, but I would be surprised if it's, uh, if it's in that A&M range against Alabama, which A&M was significantly ahead and lost uh, a lot of points down the stretch. Um, if it's in that range, I'd be surprised. All right, all right. Well, maybe uh, maybe the uh, the old LSU alumni bias is, is showing in me, but I'm I'm feeling like this might be a a little bit of a closer game than I, at least I'm anticipating. The realist in me is anticipating. Just when you, you well, talk- I'm a LSU alum too, <laughs> but I'm looking at it with a trained eye and a, yeah. and a little bit of a of objectively speaking, uh, you know. I'd be disingenuous if I, you know, told people that there's a great chance. There's, uh, you know, I, I think that's a, a stretch. All right, all right. Well, now you you talked about this team, you know, kind of heading in different directions. LSU, they are playing a lot of young guys. Just do you see any of these guys developing in, in some of those game changers that maybe down the line when this matchup rolls around again could could help out and, you know, well, I mean, gap. you know, I think the t- only time's going to tell on that. I, I think uh, to me, it's it's very debatable as to whether we're going to see this program under Ed Orgeron be a championship level program. I think it can be a good program. I think it can win, you know, the eight games a year, and if you get the right schedule, nine, maybe even ten in a given year. But you know, I see recruiting has dropped in the past couple of years. I expect that to get better. It needs to get better, particularly on the line of scrimmage. Um, but in terms of personnel, it's it's not as close as I think people might think. I think people get, uh, you know, caught up in Amos and, well, LSU has a lot of players in the NFL. They do. That That's a byproduct of what they've done. But, but right now, the talent level is not quite as good as it has been. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think – We'd all agree with you, and I think a lot of people, especially on that offensive line, you know, which they're so used to watching these LSU teams just run all over people and, you know, steamroll them with that offensive line. And this year they're having a little bit of trouble doing that. You know, how- yeah, they're, they're thin on the offensive and defensive lines, and, again, that's, that's where they've lost uh, a lot of their mojo, and certainly it's, um, you know, it's, it, it's certainly a big issue. And going forward, that has to be – Modified, I think the quarterback situation, you know, has to improve. And, and certainly, as those two things happen, uh, and they get a little bit of their talent level, you know, um, you know, back up. I think certainly they can be competitive. You know, everyone's looking up at Alabama in the West, and I think it's starting to get to where everyone's looking up Georgia in the East. Um, and you know, it's frustrating. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know for everyone in the West, whether it's an LSU fan or an Auburn fan, but, but the reality is, you know, Alabama's going to have to come back to the pack because they have, have sprinted so far ahead 
that it's and it's you know it's a you know they're not slowing down in recruiting they're not slowing down in any aspect of their program so it's it's going to be quite a challenge to get back to where it was all right well I think the diehard LSU fans are still going to be tuning in, still going to be checking this one out. Should should do it. Yeah, absolutely. You got to do it. It's uh, it if if you're not a fan and not watching this game, you're not a football fan. <laughs> All right, we're talking with Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. Chris, I want to switch gears and talk a little bit about the Saints. Now they've got a big matchup against the Bucks. It's probably a little bit bigger because now they're looking to win their sixth straight game. Uh, it's this this team is is. I gotta say, just honestly, been a surprise to me just the way they've played this year. They have played better. You know, everyone tries to define a team based upon a given game or how they start. These teams don't stay the same. College or NFL, you don't stay the same. You either get better or you get worse. This team has gotten better. I've said it all off season that the real key for this team is to be able to run the football effectively. You know, scoring points, points come out of the passing game, but you win with uh, a better running game, better defense, and, the, and they're connected. And so the ability to be able to run the football and balance out the offense, it gives you better opportunities for more chunk plays in the passing game as opposed to trying to have to play from behind and win shootout games, which are going to be hit and miss. Um, And you're seeing their defense being fresher um, and getting more productive snaps in which they're able to create turnovers and negative plays, uh, and that's really helped them. They've been, you know, a very consistent team after the first two games of the season. Um, and I think also um, they're getting a, a little bit of a break in, in the fact that in their division, they're up. Um, Carolina's been inconsistent. Atlanta's been consistently problematic with some of their issues on offense and defense. And the Bucks have just not been very good. But as I always say, every week is like a league, a, a year of its own, and in that it's there's no such thing as you win three games in a row for that doesn't exist in this league. It's it's a series of one wins in a row back to back to back. And the the key is you've got to be able to win these type of games. You're a better team right now than Tampa. Um they've got to take care of business certainly at home and beat a team in Tampa that's struggling, that's desperate, that uh needs a win and that makes them very dangerous if you don't play your best game. It doesn't matter if you're a better team. It matters if you play better when you play them. All right, all right. Now, you know, uh, in the offseason, they made a lot of acquisitions on defense. You look at A.J. Klein, you look at Alex Okafor. Those are guys that have been showing up on the stat sheet uh, that have been playing well for them. You look at the draft, they added Marcus Williams, Marshawn Lattimore, who uh, I got a pencil in there in the discussion for Rookie of the Year defensively. Just when you look at those guys that they've brought in, how much of an impact are, have you seen them make? Oh, huge. I mean, Lattimore is one of the best corners. I've put it up on the website. We grade players every week. Um, it's one of the best uh, corners I've seen uh, as a rookie coming out in quite some time. Williams is outstanding. Love both of those guys. Um, you know, they've not uh, drafted uh, all that well over the years, but this draft class has uh, been very, very effective. Those guys have played well. Ramchick, when he's uh, been asked to, has played um, well, it's a tough position for him to play, uh, but I think the, the draft class as a whole has been um, very good. And defensively, getting a couple of pieces like that's made a difference, and it's made an impact on the play, for example, of a guy like Kenny Vaccaro, who Sean Payton, going into like week three, was ready to cut him, tried to trade him and wanted to cut him, and was saved by Dennis Allen, and the defensive staff talked Sean out of it. 
and now is starting to play better. So I think what you see is when you see a couple of pieces here or there that start to have an impact, uh, it starts to infiltrate to the entire unit, and that's what's happening on the defensive side. All right, yeah, that was going to be my follow-up question was obviously Kenny Vaccaro these last few weeks has just really been really been lighting it up. You know, uh, what has he got, three, three interceptions and, you know, picked up a sack last week. Just do you think now, you know, and we've asked him this in the locker room and he's kind of – He's kind of tried to downplay it, but do you think he's playing some of the best football he's played since he's been in New Orleans? Well, he's played well. Here's the thing about defense. You know, defense is about gap control. It's about assignment. It's about trusting your teammates. It's about doing your job. And when you're struggling on defense, particularly when you're, um, when you're giving up a lot of big plays, you, it's usually the result of trying to be the hero. He's trying to make a big play defensively, you don't try to make a big play. What you try to do is do your job and rely on your teammate to do theirs. And when you do that, the result is often a big play. But if you don't control your gap, if you don't control your zone, you don't stay on top of your routes, then then there's a big opening and good offenses will take advantage of that, and then you're giving up big plays. So I think that the play around him has gotten better, and that's allowed him to kind of simmer down a little bit and just do his job. And then – I think they've allowed him to to do some things a little bit more aggressively near the line of scrimmage, blitzes. Um, that is that is a big part of his game, and I think that's starting to come out a little more. So he is playing very well, and uh, I, I think that normally is the case when you start play, playing better as a unit. All right, and you talk about playing better as a unit. One thing that uh, has really stood out to me watching this team this year is that defensive front uh, between Okafer and, and Cam Jordan, who I think has got to be having one of the better years of his career, they're out here, you know, really getting to the quarterbacks and really affecting the passer, even when they're not getting there. Just what have you seen from Cam Jordan that's kind of led him to be so much more effective this season? Well, Cam, I think, has been consistently good all along. I, I think he's having a great year, but quite frankly, he's had a lot of good years. I think the byproduct is people think he's having a more productive year, which he is because the play around him, again, is better. Um, if you look at it in the past, he's gotten a lot of chips his way. He's gotten a lot of double teams. The guy's graded out very well. In my work for NFL teams, um, his, his grades have been consistently high throughout, uh, throughout his tenure. Now, this year, he's making more explosive plays. He's penetrating a little more. But that's because the play around him uh, is such that you – can't often slide your protection his way uh, because other guys will beat you. Uh, he's having a Pro Bowl caliber year. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, when this season started, did did you think that we would be sitting here and I'd be asking you about all these guys that are shining on defense? Well, you know, listen, it's always possible. Uh, last year it was the Falcons who – you know, the early part of the year, um, they weren't a Super Bowl caliber defense. But with four young guys, four rookies uh, that developed in that system, by the last quarter of the season, they became a Super Bowl caliber defense and had some breaks injury-wise. So that was a key to their run. Now, I'm not suggesting that the Saints are on a Super Bowl run this year, but what I can tell you is, you know, there are some players that can play on this defense and you need a little bit of break. I mean, certainly, um, you know, some of the injuries in the early part of the year, you know, Fairley was a tough one, but Rankins is starting to play well. Davidson's grading out fairly well. 
on Miata is, is, is playing out well, but you're starting to get some positive play on an elite level. You've got an elite player on the front line uh, in Cam Jordan, and now you've got an elite player in the secondary in Lattimore, and you're getting some quality play with guys like Crawley at corner and Williams getting better, and as we talked about Vaccaro, um that's starting to play better. So I think when you're seeing um, some of these guys and that, that are starting to fill in gaps and play roles more effectively, it allows some of these guys to flourish. So, uh, you know, quite frankly, it's something that uh, I know the Saints have been uh, internally frustrated with in that they've addressed a lot of the defensive needs in terms of picks, but they've, I think, reached on a couple of guys. Stephon Anthony is the one that comes to, to mind um, that uh, haven't panned out. To have some of them finally pan out is is a big reason why they're playing that much better to this point. Now, I'm going to caution everybody and I tell everybody this. You know, you're only a couple of injuries away from, you know, going from 5 and 2 to 5 and 5 in a in a heartbeat. It's it's a long marathon that, you know, it's about getting better incrementally each week, improving your depth, and then quite frankly getting some breaks injury-wise. Atlanta got breaks injury-wise last year. They're not this year. It's the biggest difference. Yes, there's a new coordinators, but that's the biggest issue. So some of that is just a little bit luck, and you hope that you can improve some of your depth along the way with getting meaningful snaps with other guys so that if you have a guy, you lose it for a couple of weeks, it doesn't uh, debilitate your defense and one unit of your defense. All right. And then uh, we're talking with Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. Chris, they've obviously got this big matchup with the Bucks going for their sixth straight win this uh, week. You know, who who's somebody that we need to watch or a matchup we need to watch this weekend that could really uh, affect the outcome of this game? Well, you know, the Bucks have really struggled thus far this year for a number of reasons. They're not running the football very well. Um, the offensive line play has been inconsistent. Mike Evans is a guy you always have to watch for. I mean, he's a big-time playmaker and can, you know, I think he's in that Julio Jones-type stratosphere of, as a playmaker. They've not been able to get the ball consistently to him. Um, you know, quarterback play, Winston's dealing with some injuries, but he tends to force the football and make mistakes. So I think if you if you really do a good job on early downs and force them into third and longs, you've got chances to make some big plays. Um, defensively. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Gerald McCoy is, is a tough guy to block. He's an elite player. Um, you're not getting consistent play up front. Um, Quan Alexander and Levante David are really good linebackers. Quan, of course, former LSU player. And, but, but this is a team that I thought was a little overrated. People were talking about them as, 
uh, you know, a team that could challenge for the playoffs. I never saw it. Um, I see them as a team that's very flawed in terms of the the ability to run it consistently, and they lack enough pass rush. So, um, looking at them on tape, um, you know, there's no doubt that just not just the record, but the Saints are a better looking team right now. now again, what's important is is that you play well. You know, kind of like last week, better than the Bears and. There, there was, you know, times where they they kept the Bears around a little too long. This is a game, it's a divisional game. Uh, again, it is an absolute must win for the Bucks. I mean, they are these guys get paid, these guys' jobs are on the line, and I would expect that they're gonna the Saints are gonna get the Bucks' best effort. And uh, if the Saints don't play well, they're capable of losing it. I don't think Tampa's capable of coming in and outplaying the Saints if the Saints play well, but. If they make mistakes, um, uh, you know, it, it's certainly a game like any game in this league that can get away from you. All right. And then before I let you go, I just got to ask you, what's the uh, biggest surprise so far from the Saints this season? Well, I, I mean, to me, I, I think the overall defensive play um, in that it's getting that much better, uh, that's the surprise. I thought the running game would be improved. I know that was the emphasis, spending a lot of time with them in this offseason, that I, I thought that the offense would have a chance to get better, and if they did, I knew that the defense would play better. But I would say the fact that the defensive line has held up uh, better than I thought. I thought at the beginning of the year when we went in and Fairley's injured, I'm thinking, uh-oh, this is not going to be pretty, and they've held up well. Now, I'm, um, for them, I'm crossing my fingers and toes that they can stay healthy because they are not deep and they can't afford any more injuries or else you're going to see that defensive front um, you know, drop in terms of its production. But um, that's been the biggest surprise, how that defensive line has played well. I thought they would get improvement in the secondary. Those are interlocked together in terms of how they perform. Um, but I'd say the defensive line overall uh, is, is surprised me. Not Cam Jordan, but the rest of the group has played pretty well and held in there. All right, we're talking with Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. Chris, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time to chat with us. Hey, good to be with you, and I uh, hope you have a great day, and I uh, hope everybody enjoys uh, the games this weekend and hope for an LSU and the Saints win. Oh, I'm hoping for uh, definitely that LSU one. Definitely yeah. leaning on that one. <laughs> All right, that was Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. Just chatted some Saints and LSU. You know, we're going to take a quick break. But uh, I'm Amos Morrell, sitting in for Chris Gordy, and you're listening to The Chris Gordy Show on Sports 1280. This is Chris Gordy on Sports 1280, New Orleans. All right. All right. Amos Morrell, sitting in for Chris Gordy, listening to The Chris Gordy Show on 1280, Sports 1280. Uh, We are... We just finished talking with Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. He kind of brought me back to reality on that LSU-Alabama game, reminded me of some of the, the flaws. Those last few weeks got me pretty hyped up about LSU. I'm still a little hyped, so uh, I'm still going to be watching that game, still going to be checking it out. want to get your thoughts on that game. Uh, if you want to call in, 260-1280 is the number. If you want to come in, chime in about the LSU-Alabama matchup, or if you want to talk Saints-Bucks with me, we can chat about that too. Two six zero twelve eighty. All right, now, now, Amos, you know we 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 forgot to introduce uh, you to the audience. You know, 
let everybody know because I like I, I didn't realize you were an LSU alum. So uh, give us give us your backstory, man. See, see, this is not now. You just bruised my ego because I'm like, oh, I walked in. I'm I'm international. Internationally well, yeah. famous already, man. I didn't need it. <laughs> no one needs the backstory. I'm, well, of course they do. They want to know. They want to know your credentials. Let's put it that way. All right. Well, like, you know, like why should I listen to a word you say, Amos? Well, oh man, that's, <laughs> that is a deep philosophical question. There, it is. why should anyone listen to what I have to say? No, no. All right. So I've been a uh, you know Amos Morale, you know, working at Nola dot com for the past what? Oh, I think I just got my five year anniversary Dang, email. Man. So you know, I'm, yeah, I'm getting up there in the in the age range. But, uh, you know, I've been working at NOLA.com, mostly covering the Saints. So I've uh, been doing that these last couple couple seasons, really helping out there on that beat. Uh, I've been, you know, covering recruiting in the area. Okay. You know, so I'm very familiar with a lot of those guys that LSU is looking at, uh, a lot of those guys that LSU is hoping they land, at, a lot of those guys that I'm hoping LSU lands, right. you know, the fan in me there. Uh, of course, you want to see those kids go play wherever they're going to play, but I want to see them suiting up in that purple and gold for me so i, I gotta rat you out man you're, you're wearing a louisville shirt what's that about okay all right what's that about that that's a duncan thing uh, hey hey where do you think duncan got all his louisville gear? Oh, all right <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely the plug when it came to louisville gear. <laughs> no no uh little brother uh uh used to work up there so okay. you know, he had all this extra stuff and he was like you want it i'm like oh yeah so he also uh he went to grad school at Florida, worked okay. worked for the football team there. So I have a whole bunch of Florida stuff that I break out sometimes. <laughs> I have to wait though. I can't I, I had to wait to see how that LSU game went before I before I threw all that back on. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to mess with, with Jeff. So apparently, you know what, they can't even give away the Louisville gear. Oh. <laughs> Jeff Jeff's gonna hate me now. Uh no, he'll 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 get over it. He <laughs> you know, that 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 whole uh Patino situation really yeah. really hit him hard. So I, I think yeah, I think you know, digging him about the gear. I, I, I <laughs> yeah, think he'll he's, take it. He's got bigger fish to fry right now. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, no, definitely we uh got a lot in the sports world. They've been keeping me busy. You know, the Pelican season just started up, so I've been helping out there, too, checking them out, uh, watching that team. That's a team that's exciting. We got Will Guillory coming up later. He's going to talk some some Pelicans, talk about their start. They're 3-4 and four right now, but that is still a better start than they've had under any Alvin Gentry season. So, you know, he seems to – Seems to be showing that uh, he's, he's he's got a good vision for that team and the Demarcus Cousins and uh, Anthony Davis tandem and matchup. They've been playing. They've both been playing really well and getting good numbers. Cousins coming off that Player of the Week performance and Davis is just. I think there's only one game this season he hasn't scored thirty. Uh, one thing I did want to talk about while we got a little bit of time to kill is the NFL trade deadline. A lot of big moves were made this week. In uh, in terms of guys that you knew about that were moving, this is an unusually active trade deadline, in my opinion. You look, uh, Dwayne Brown from the Houston Texans was a big time offensive Pro Bowl tackle. He's going over to Seattle in a trade that was supposed to send a couple picks in Jeremy Lane, but that trade had to be amended reportedly after uh, Jeremy Lane failed his physical. A couple of these trades are, are going to affect the Saints directly. If you look at uh look at it, Kelvin Benjamin from the Carolina Panthers getting moved to the Bills. You know the, the Saints were going to face him later on in the season. They missed him the first go around when they played Carolina. He was out with an injury. They're going to face him now with the Bills in Week Ten, assuming they get past this uh this Bucks matchup. That could be, you know, going for their seventh straight win, which is would be a uh, you know something that I didn't think would happen at the beginning of the season. So they're going to face him. 
that gives uh, that quarter the Bills quarterback a, a big target. Tyrod Taylor. You also got LaShawn McCoy, who's playing well these last few weeks. So the Bills just got much more formidable on offense. And then you look over at uh, another one of the big trades was cornerback Rashard Robinson, former LSU guy, getting traded from San Francisco to the Jets. He goes over there to join another a bunch of former LSU guys in that defensive backfield. Uh, when you look at a uh, Safety Jamal Adams, who was the first-round pick of the Jets this year. Also, Morris Claiborne's a cornerback out there. So you got a very LSU-heavy secondary against the Jets, who've also been kind of a surprise with the way they've played this season. So you've got a, a few of those trades that really uh, really came back, and they really, really are going to impact the Saints directly, you know, kind of making some of those games on the schedule that when you looked at it, you were thinking that these might be some of the ones – that it would be a you know kind of a relief for the Saints and those teams just got boosted a little bit with those trades. You also had a big move with Jimmy Garoppolo, the backup from New England, getting traded to San Francisco. That's a that's a move that kind of caught me off guard. It seemed like the Patriots were very content to hang on to him, but I guess they decided you know Brady's still playing well enough. We we need to go ahead and make this move, see what we can get. So I'd expect to see them you know look for a backup quarterback or take a quarterback in this draft coming up some good ones in it uh if you look around at uh, some of the guys playing college ball right now so that was a big move uh, one of the funnier moves though i thought was <laughs> the uh reported failed trade of aj mccarron to the browns and uh it just seems like a very browns thing to agree to a trade to get a good quarterback and then not follow the procedure and process to actually make sure it happens which is reportedly what went down and uh, so it's been a crazy little trade deadline, but uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break. I'm Amos Morales sitting in for Chris Gordy. And once again, you're listening to the Chris Gordy show on Sports 1280. Your home for home team talk. Sports 1280, New Orleans. All right, Amos Morale here, sitting in for Chris Gordy on the Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280. Gotta tell you, I'm liking these tunes that we're hearing when we are coming back from break. I'm gonna have to go adjust my uh, my playlist on the way home from this show. Spoke with Chris Landry at the top of the hour from LandryFootball.com. Talked a little bit of LSU, talked a little bit of Saints. They've got the Bucks coming into the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, and they're looking to win their sixth straight game. Uh, just a surprising season all around for for the the Saints especially once you look at how they played those first two games where they gave up nearly a thousand yards now all we're talking about is how well that defense is playing it's a complete turnaround and it almost wasn't gradual it seemed like you know they hit that Carolina game all of a sudden they're forcing turnovers they're getting stops when they need in big time I mean they're still doing some things that uh, you know, the the team likes to talk about cleaning up. They're not as good on third down as they'd like to be. They're letting some big plays, even against Chicago. <laughs> I think Kenny Vaccaro joked about how they let Mitch Trubisky look like uh Bo Jackson out there when he breaks off that long, long run. So you know, they're a team that that's still a work in progress, and they'll be the first to tell you. But the progress they've made from those first two games is just it's incredible it's by leaps and bounds and you look at this game on Sunday it's something that uh you know that really caught my eye about this Saints defense is that you know they're playing with a lot of confidence and now they're being asked 
and counted on to make some big-time plays. You look at uh, how that game ended with Mark Ingram fumbling twice, putting that defense out there again after they had just been out there and had to give up a score. They go out there, they get a big fourth down stop. They go out there again, you know, uh, you know, Marshawn Lattimore gets that interception. They're, you know, they're playing with confidence, and a lot of them will tell you that they, you know, when they're put in those situations now, because of the way they've played this season and because of, you know, the adjustments they've been able to make, that they're doing a lot of things that they haven't been able to do in the past few years. You know, you look at Kenny, and one of the things Chris Landry said that uh, really, um, really caught my attention was he talked about how Kenny Vaccaro might have been trying to be try to do too much, you know, trying to help that defense be better. But now that the defense actually is better, he's kind of able to just play his game. And you're seeing that now when he does just play his game, he's he's just, uh, you know, this is a Pro Bowl caliber player. And, you know, we knew he had that kind of talent, but he's really showing it. You know, he's out here getting sacks, forcing turnovers, forcing interceptions. He seems to always be around the ball. You even look at that Detroit game when Alex Okafor forces that fumble. Kenny's falling on it because he's all he's all over the field and, you know, he's doing really good. Uh, they, they've they just got a lot of guys that are playing with a lot of confidence. And that's really piggy, you know, really helping those guys that were their big names, like Cam Jordan, just really, really go out there and shine. And that's something that uh, just is really impressive about this team is that they've been able to turn the corner so quickly. And then you look at how, you know, some of those guys have just been able to yeah, those rookies have been able to come along so quickly, and that's something Sean Payton talked about uh, at the end of the game when he was asked about Marshawn Lattimore, who's just been one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, let alone rookies. You know, he's he's a guy that when these quarterbacks have tried to test him, he's shown up, and he's uh really stepped up to the challenge, and he's really really come out there and played well. He's made it difficult, and he's you know Ken Crawley's playing well, so you can't really you know even if quarterbacks have tried to pick on him he's he's played well he's made some plays so there's just a a lot to like about that Saints defense as they have a a Tampa Bay Bucks team that you know you didn't expect them to make a Super Bowl run but you expected them to to come in and be a little bit more competitive than they have been this season you know uh, Jameis Winston's uh, you know he seemed to especially after the last season be turning a corner and be be sort of one of those guys to look at as maybe one of those next guys to take that leap and really help take his team to a, at least the playoffs. But they haven't really been able to do that. And, you know, you look around that division, Carolina hasn't been the most consistent team. Atlanta is just – that's been a surprise, just particularly with that offense um, more so than anything. The, all those points they put up last year, all the the scoring they were able to do, you know, on the way to making that Super Bowl run, and they just don't seem to have that same – efficiency that they did last year so you know this is all of a sudden with the way the Saints defense is playing and the way they've been able to to run the ball and get the ball to Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara you're all of a sudden looking at a team that looks like it it might be able to not only make the playoffs but do something in the playoffs just because of the way it's constructed you got to hope they stay healthy you got to hope that Mark Ingram uh really cleans up those 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 fumbles he's been playing really well but he put the ball on the ground twice uh, you know, you got to hope that, you know, those, those wide receivers continue to be productive. I think you're getting a lot out of Ted Ginn Jr., who, you know, he was there. They brought him in to be a deep threat, but he's, you know, they're finding a lot of different ways to get him the ball, handing it to him on sweeps, throwing it to him on screens, and he's taking some short catches, and he's he's gone for big yards. Brandon Coleman, who's coming off of a, a really strong training camp, is still playing well. 
So this is a team that there's a lot to like about them. So we're gonna we're gonna check them out this weekend and hopefully see if they can go for a six straight, make some fun to write about. We're gonna go ahead and take another quick break. Call in two six zero twelve eighty, and um, we'll be right back. I'm Amos Morale sitting in for Chris Gordy once again. You're listening to the Chris Gordy Show on Sports twelve eighty. Gordy Show on Sports 1280, New Orleans. Welcome back to the Chris Gordy Show. Amos Morale filling in for Chris Gordy, who is off in La La Land or Hollywood, whatever it is, Los Angeles. He's checking out the World Series, getting to watch some good baseball out there. I'm in the studio for him, you know, talking Saints, talking LSU, talking everything New Orleans related sports. If you want to join in, chime in. You can give us a call, 260-1280. We'll get you on, answer any questions you got, let you make some comments. Um, you know, we were talking about the Saints before we took that break and, you know, just how surprising of a season they're having, you know, the fact that they're going for a six straight win. You know, and one of the things that we were talking about was, the you know, Mark Ingram put the ball on the, on the ground a couple times in this last game. And, you know, he really owned up to that. And uh, he, you know, despite having some, some scoring a touchdown in that game, breaking off some nice runs, he, you know, his assessment was pretty simple for uh, how he played. I suck. I suck. That's the bottom line. I suck. Two possessions about to ice the game. Two back-to-back possessions about to ice the game, and I suck. Let the ball go. Hurt my team. Hurt my coach. But that's the thing about the family. That's the thing about the team. They lift you up. They uh, held my back. And uh, we was able to get the W. But I was whack. I suck. And uh, I'll be better. He didn't have no message. I suck. That was his message. Can't you suck. Drew Brees, probably the heart and soul of this team. You may say that your quarterback thinks very differently. Um, man, I got to make it up for my teammates. That was terrible. That was sucky on my part. Um, but I'm a bounce back. I'm a fighter. And, uh, I, bottom line is I suck at the end of the game. I was terrible. I let my teammates down, put us in a bad position. The game was only close because I suck. Just bottom line. All right. Well, you know, I don't I don't think you can get more clear. Yeah, I don't think he beat around the bush on that one. You can get more clear than that. I think he was being a little hard on himself. He did play very well in that game, uh, despite the two fumbles. And there were a lot of other things that could have gone that, you know, really affected the game. Uh, the Saints got, got a little help on that touchdown that was turned over by uh, by the referees, that Zach Miller touchdown throw. That, that helped him out. And, you know, the offense, they, they left a lot of points on the board there uh, just in terms of, you know, some of those drives they weren't able to complete. But what's interesting about that clip and what I think is really, you know, in, what it really indicates is, is the way this team is playing and these guys getting that taste of winning. And, you know, Mark's case, he's remembering what it's like to be on a winning Saints team when everyone's held accountable for what they were doing. No one wants to be the guy or the reason that they lose now. No one wants to be the guy that's, when you look at uh, you know, Mark turning the ball over, if you know the Bears were able to go ahead and get some points off of that, you know it was a close game. It ended up being twenty to twelve, but if uh, you know Mark fumbles, they score, changes the whole complexion, and they end up losing that game. You know you put that loss squarely on Mark's shoulders, even though the defense maybe didn't do something or, 
you know, you could point to a lot of different things, but Mark doesn't want to be the one to cost them the game. And that's something that this team hasn't had in a while is these guys really, you know, now they've got that taste of winning they don't want. They don't want it to go away. They want to keep eating. So uh, they're, uh, you know, they're all really holding each other accountable and really trying to not be the reason, not be the one that messes up this nice little run because, you know, obviously it's a, it's a talented bunch of guys and like like Chris Landry who was on, he said there there's not a lot of depth, so a few injuries here and there you know, could really impact this. So while they're get, able to get these wins, they realize that these are important games. They need to stack these wins because you never know what could happen, you know, in the NFL week to week, you know, with the way the game is, you know, guys are going out, guys are coming in. It's, uh, you know, you, you look at some of the teams, you know, they played Green Bay, Sands Aaron Rodgers. It's a crazy league, so you need to stack these wins where. So now nobody wants to be the one uh, to mess it up. Talking uh, Saints here today. Sports 1280. I'm Amos Morale. I'm filling in for Chris Gordy's off at the World Series. We're going to take a quick break, but uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be back. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.